Hello and welcome back to Fast Charge. Uh, this week I am joined by Toddy, who you should all know and love by now, uh, and a special guest with us for the first time. Uh, we have Mike Simon, who's here from PC World and Macworld. Hey everyone. Uh, so yeah, Mike is uh, he works alongside Adam, who was on the show a month ago, something like that. And you'll have seen Adam on the channel before, and actually you'll have seen Mike on the channel before. He's uh, popped up in some of our videos around uh, Samsung Galaxy stuff, the S20 series. I know you did a couple for us on that. Yep. Cool. So this week we are going to start off with the very unexpected story that OnePlus accidentally made an X-ray camera. Uh, which <laughs> took me by surprise, having had the phone for a month. Uh, and then after that, we are going to talk about the news that just broke for us as we're recording, that IFA is going ahead as a physical event this year rather than a virtual one. And finally, we're going to do a little kind of broad discussion of what's happening with the Pixel line this year, as there are a few rumors about both the 4A and the 5, and last week's news that broke just after we re recorded that the sort of photography guru, Mark Lavoie, has left the company. Cool. Uh, so let's start off with the OnePlus. Uh, so th <laughs> this is a bit of a weird one. So it's, the OnePlus... This is the most OnePlus story of all time. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> The OnePlus 8 Pro has a secret X-ray camera. Uh, I think we mentioned this briefly on the show last week, and we just talked about it in passing, and we were speculating about whether OnePlus knew or not but that the, the photochromatic fourth lens on the camera could basically function as an X-ray camera and could see through uh, some plastic housings and things like that to give you a view inside other pieces of electronics and stuff like that. Um, since then, uh, Unbox Therapy and some other people noted that it can also see through very light clothing, which is a little bit of a problem. And so OnePlus has hastily announced that it is going to be disabling the feature as soon as it can, essentially. I mean, have you? Yeah, now... I mean, I would. Sorry, you, you go, Mike. You, you go. We got right, we're, we're after this. a terrible start already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm crashing, crashing your, your your English tea party, and I'm doing a bad <laughs> job of it. No, please go. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we all, we, we, we all, we all, we've all used the phone and reviewed it, and to be honest, it was a completely gimmicky feature from the start. Why we need a dedicated filter camera is completely beyond me. Phones have been doing filtered photos for forever and a fine job of it. And OnePlus comes and says, oh, look, we have this, this new lens that does four filters, all of which are basically kind of the same. They're like variations on like monochromatic stuff. And I don't know why anybody would necessarily buy or want to use this phone because of it. And now it's going to be there and you can't use it which is just what <laughs> yeah it, it's absolutely fascinating because it there's no good reason for the camera to be in there in the first place like you said right. and it's and it's driving the cost up it drives the, you know they've got to put in the component cost the dev cost yeah. they had to putting it together that is driving up the per handset cost for every customer by some amount who knows how much but you're paying a little bit more for the phone because they wanted to put this lens in and now they're gonna have to turn it off anyway so you can't use the thing that you don't want in your phone Right. Um, and who knows how long they're going to turn it off for. They said it's going to be a software patch next week that disables it, uh, in China at least, and presumably elsewhere. And this was just announced on Weibo, I think. Um, and then eventually they are working to find a way to turn it back on, but in a way that it isn't capable of scanning through clothes. So who knows if they even can achieve that, if it's totally central to the, the physics of how it works. 
the thing I'm confused by is I, I've been to their lab in Taiwan and I've seen how they like test their cameras. They have an incredibly robust yeah. like setup for this exact kind of thing. And I, I feel like someone must have brought this question up before they even finished making the phone. I don't know how it got this far until someone in the public domain was like, hang on a second. Um, mm. And also, Dom, have they, have they, uh, is your device now no longer like supporting the feature? No, it's still there. They yeah, haven't. Right. They. Well, the weirdest thing about it is they, and I guess maybe it makes some sense, but they they haven't like immediately issued a patch that disables it. They've said next week there'll be a patch to disable it, and then sometime after that another one to re-enable it. However, and they it, can. It was unclear, at least to me, is it just that one filter, or is it the entire mm. filter lens that's being disabled? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because from um, what I can tell, it's just the 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 one photochromatic whatever they call it hmm. that specific filter is the one that can see through some clothing and plastic i don't know if they're going to disable the whole thing but honestly it doesn't matter because no one would know not no one but very few people would know one way or the other anyway no totally i mean to be honest i was always a bit unclear as to whether the other filter settings were driven by that lens right or not whether and they it's were not just even that easy to find the option like even yeah. like i like as a reviewer i had to like you know deliberately say okay where is this because yep. it's it's not intuitive, it's not easy to get to, and it's not something that I ever think of using. Is it like under the like the more section in the like camera UI? Yeah, it's, it it's, in like, it's in like the, like the top section. There's a, like a little filter button, but it's the I mean, same maybe, filter button on the other phones, which don't yeah. use that lens. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe they were just hoping no one would, would notice because it was so buried yeah, away. Well, like I, most users aren't going to use it, so maybe it's hidden away yeah. enough. It could be, and it, yeah, like. It, it needs obviously a specific light and a specific material to see through. Mm -hmm. So maybe they said, you know what, we're just going to do it and maybe someone will find it. Maybe they won't. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the privacy concerns, I, d I don't think are driven by the seeing through plastic. I presume it's exclusively the clothing that is giving people the real yeah. cause for concern yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with I mean, that in mind, what do you think is more creepy, the the IR X-ray of the OnePlus Eight, or like the you know the P30 Pro, P40 Pro, uh, Oppo Reno with their like maximum 50, 60 times zooms? <laughs> What's the creepier yeah. phone yeah. feature? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I wrote that when I was looking at the S22. I mean, hundred zoom, yeah. you could, I can see, I can see in my neighbor's window. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that that has far more privacy implications than something like you need to have a specific shirt in a specific light and yep. be right next to that person using this camera. But you know, these days this stuff spreads like wildfire, and yeah. OnePlus has to react, and they are. You know, the, the more troubling thing you touched on this a, a few minutes ago is that what it's it's there and it's driving up the cost, and the phone is already expensive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what OnePlus was thinking when they designed this entire phone, but I can't imagine they're going to sell many of these pros at nine hundred and a thousand dollars because to to stack it up against the S twenty, it's just not really there. Even if you use the the, the cheaper S twenties, and I, what I don't do you know, think? I just, yeah, I I'm I'm a big fan of the eight pro. Other than this one lens that I don't. I mean, it's a good slightest. phone. I just don't know if it's a nine hundred dollar phone. Yeah. If you boil it down to its to its features, okay, the trip is there, the storage is there, the camera, eh. You know the the, the mm. software is this, this, the software is is very good, but so is so is the S twenty. And when you mm. you know all things being equal, Samsung is just it's a more established name. They're better with updates. They promise more updates. They deliver. You know, and every now and again these things pop up with OnePlus. Oh, by the way, we uh, are leaking your information here, and we're going to shut that down. <laughs> you know, th this does happen. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think that uh, someone walking into a store, looking at these phones, say, okay, this is a thousand, this is 900. This is, I, I would, I'd go with the, with the brand I trust and the brand I know. From that perspective, sure. I think it's, I think it's a good phone. And I think my take yeah. is kind of similar to what I think about the, I guessing they're not coming out in the US anyway, but the Oppo Find X2 and Find X2 Pro, which have the same problem. They're very similar specs actually to, to the OnePlus, a little bit higher on the Pro, mm-hmm. um, but they're great phones. I think they are, Re- they're expensive but they have enough specs to justify that price and if you're a, yeah. a smartphone nerd like we are and you know all these brands and you know that oppo are good and you know that oneplus are good it makes sense to grab them over the samsung maybe sure but for it, the average person who doesn't know right. they don't do enough to justify you making the leap to them uh, from the brand it, you already know if anything having a camera like that that they know isn't going to be the game-changing feature isn't going to turn heads mm-hmm. putting it on there it, it, it almost undermines their confidence in their own product. I think it, it's the kind mm. of decision that, you yeah. know, they put it in because they were worried that maybe the camera setup before that additional sensor wasn't good enough. And now it's actually caused more damage than, than good yeah. for both them sure. and yeah. for the, the product launch itself. Yeah. Cause I mean, people I'm, are going to, re- they're going to remember like, Oh wait, yeah. didn't I read something about this phone? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not good for the brand. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, and you know, I mean, OnePlus, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, OnePlus, you know, it, it, it made its name on, cheaper phones with premium parts yeah and now they're kind of making that that the step into okay now it's a premium phone with a premium price and premium parts and it's i, I don't for me it's just not as attractive if it was 750 or mm. you know 699 something like that and i feel like they could have gotten to that price point you know get rid of the filter lens you know look, look at the engineering of the device and see what you can do to get to that price point. Listen, I know Qualcomm is killing these companies with the price of the 865 and 5G and all that. It's 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 not all OnePlus's fault. But maybe look at the 765. Maybe don't have 5G in all models. Have an option that is still fits with the OnePlus, you know, motto and, and brand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been all the rumors that we're getting a OnePlus yes. Z or Z or Lite or whatever it's going to be later this year. And it does feel like they're consciously... They're, yeah, they're making the, the choice to stop being the yeah. value brand and move up. And uh, it's bad luck to have this happen on the first phone. Yeah, it's the real, and it's real, also real bad luck to have a, a global pandemic on the year that you try to make a <laughs> leap know. to expensive phones. I mean, the timing <laughs> of them either. versus app, Apple suddenly going cheaper than normal, OnePlus right. going pricier than normal, like each of them and went yeah. well for one and not for the other. In terms of cherry picking as well, what features would have made this phone the best phone it could be, I think... Uh, I don't think it's true in the US, but in the UK, the the basic Galaxy S20, you know, it comes in both 4G and 5G variants and there's a hundred pound difference there. I think OnePlus could still appeal to that original affordability promise by having done a 4G only version of the 8 and the 8 Pro maybe. Like I think just knocking a hundred off those would have been smart. Also the recurring theme of fast charges, why isn't one of them smaller? Yes, God. <laughs> I, my perfect phone for me this year would be a OnePlus 8 Pro that was the size of the regular Galaxy S20. Mm. Yes. Because the regular Galaxy S20 is the perfect size for a phone for me, yeah. I think. It's and I, I just find it so frustrating that I love everything else about OnePlus devices except the camera is, you know, not quite perfect. But I just wish they would make a phone at that price. And that would be another way to drop all the pricing Bring down, down the cost, yeah. by, bringing the, by having a smaller model. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously some demand for that. But yeah, I've been I've been testing the iPhone SE and, and running it through a bunch of tests against these Android phones. And it's like, man, this size, I mean, you know, that's a it's an older phone and the screen mm. is really small. 
But if you can put a screen in that size, like the rumored 5.4-inch iPhone that's going to be coming out later this year, like that is going to sell like crazy. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. I had the same thought with the SE. Like the, yeah. uh, the chassis size was the, perfect. Yes, I just wanted yes. the display to fill it. And that's um, what allegedly is going to happen. And I, did, I don't know why more... Like it looked like last year with the, with the S10e, Samsung was going in that direction. And then they just like, you know what? Forget that. That's not working. We're just going to go bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. Every time I, I pick up the S20 Ultra, I'm like, what? what, what? This is too big and it's too hilarious. heavy. What? Who would want to buy this thing? <laughs> this <world. laughs> it's ridiculous. And yeah, uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro, is clo- it's close. What's it? Yeah. 6.7 versus 6.9 or 6.7 and change. It's, yep. you know, it's, it's very big. It's very big. And that's just that's just the flagship space at the moment, yeah, right? Yeah. They're all that size, basically. If anything, the S, the regular S twenty is an oddity in having a version mm-hmm. that's what six point two inches two, or something. Yeah. 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 But with that um, aspect ratio and that that those di- yeah. dimensions, yeah, it's yeah. Okay, so not not a great week for OnePlus. We'll <laughs> see how they handle it from here. Whether they can ever get this lens back online, uh, but for now, it doesn't look great. <laughs> Moving on to other things that don't look great. Uh, IFA 2020 <laughs> is happening, which is really weird. Uh, so in case you're not aware, IFA is one of the big tech trade shows in the calendar. It happens every September in Berlin. Um, and obviously everyone was kind of expecting it to be a virtual event. They'd made a point a little while ago of saying it would have an innovative new structure this year or something. Words to that effect. So everyone just thought that's some version of online uh, and instead this week they've announced that it is happening in person. It's not going to be open to the public, which it normally is. Instead, right. it's just going to be a much smaller press and industry event over three days in Berlin, whereas it's normally five or six days or something like that. But it's still happening and people are they're still expecting people to travel to Berlin for the show, which sounds pretty wild to me. Yeah, and it's it's in very early September, so they're banking mm. on a lot going right between yeah. them. Yeah, so much. I mean, yeah. I thought Computex was bold because Computex is in Taiwan, and that mm-hmm. normally happens in June, I think, or no May, late May. Um, and Computex moved to late September, yeah. and at the time, I thought that was really bold to try and still hold a physical event in late September, and that's in Taiwan, which has functionally eradicated the virus at this point. Right. Uh, last I read about Taiwan, they basically had haven't had a new case in two weeks or something, um, and even that still feels like it's optimistic to think mm-hmm. you're going to get people traveling and have it work and yeah, have well, it be safe. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they don't have any cases there, but their people are traveling. Exactly. There. They don't yeah. know. You know, you got to do put a lot of precautions in place, uh, temperature checks, and all these other things. Yeah, and beyond the obvious, like the the health risks, what they have kind of molded EFA into for 2020 as well. It, it's such a distinctly different approach previously like yeah. than, than previously with these the kind of four different venues or events um mm. and they're limiting it to i think it's like 800 or a thousand press or something like this yeah um so it, who it's, are invited. It's max th- yeah it's yeah. max a thousand people per day yeah uh, That's 800 right, yeah. of those will be press and then a few basically just other people or at least 800 in the press conference and then I think yeah, the other days are a right. mix the, of things. The global press conference that they're calling it, they said it was limited to 800. And yeah. then the okay. rest is no more than 1,000 a day. Yeah. Do you think they already had money down on some part of this? And so they just feel <laughs> like they need yeah. to follow through? Like, that's the only reason I could see why they didn't just go for an online-only event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the it insurance be. wouldn't pay out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very I mean, possible. Like, what, 
what journalist is going to be like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll come. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anybody, like, that's going to be, like, drawing the shortest straw in whatever office you're in. <laughs> yeah. <to go> <laughs> I mean, if you're watching this right now, go on Twitter, type in, like, the EFA just as a hashtag and just see the yeah. journalist responses. <laughs> no one's going to be, like, itching no. to jump over to Berlin right now. <laughs> I mean, not to mention, EFA isn't what EFA once was. I mean, Samsung exactly. doesn't do their stuff there mm-hmm. anymore. Most people pre-brief and have stuff that, that have their own events earlier, and it's just like a showcase for stuff that we know already happened. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Yeah. A big part of the show has actually, was actually just been the public element, which, you yes. know, when you go around EFA, there's bits for the press, but a big part of it is just public and then retailer representatives walking around and looking at washing machines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also lots of backroom meetings like between like businessmen that you don't ever see because that's that's kind of like the other side of EFA. The press yeah. side, yeah, is arguably the weakest element now than it's, yeah. you know. And so between, yeah, the press, not that many press are going to want to go. It's invite only. So some of the even some of the press who would want to go won't go. And invites might be going out to people who don't want to go. Yeah. Uh, and then which companies are going to take a lot? Like you said, a lot of the big names have already started sort of either dropping out of EFA entirely or they relegate EFA to like their mid-range devices or sort of smaller tier announcements that um, the, on, on the big headline grammars. When I went last year, that was my feeling that a lot got announced last EFA, but none of it was big, interesting headline. You're going to tell your parents about it, tech. It was all right. just kind of like, yeah, so-and-so has put out a new TV. So-and-so has released a 400-pound mid-range phone um you know there's a new streaming stick it's all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that uh, no one's gonna risk their life to go see it right yeah right <laughs> and you know we're, we're kind of at a crosswords with tech events in general you know like so apple released a whole bunch of products without any kind of fanfare any kind of um announcement mm-hmm. wwdc is going to be virtual google canceled its event completely and they're going to have mm-hmm. a virtual thing in june to, to launch android 10 and probably uh the pixel 4a Microsoft basically said we're not doing anything until at least next year, maybe even beyond that. And, you know, so as people shift their thinking and say, you know, like we don't like press and things like we can cover these things. We can read about these things. We can we can learn about these things without having these big flamboyant events. I don't even know what Eve is trying to trying to hold on to here. Mm. Like, why not just wait? until next year we'll see how everything shakes down and see how everything how this how this industry kind of settles and see you know and then plan your event or not from yep. there that's why i think that theory that you just floated alex about insurance and and, and having a down payment <laughs> on something makes a lot of sense because <laughs> this seems awfully hasty and and not very well thought out yeah yeah i i also wonder how soon until we start seeing companies like like we did with with mwc you know i think lg was amongst the first of the big names to say we're not going to be there yeah. Um, before the show obviously got cancelled out right and i wonder if we're just going to get that repeating again um it, it's funny i was talking to a, a journalist from another publication about this um and they were saying you know at the time people were a little bit sort of surprised and wondering what kind of snowball effect big companies dropping out of mwc was going to have uh and when lg was among the first people were a bit like taken aback but i think now it was almost kind of courageous to Absolutely. jump in there and yeah. be like yeah and I wonder, you know, a company's going to be quick now to jump on that that same approach to look like, you know, you know that they have the consumers, the journalists, everyone's best interests at heart. Well, yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a period where over the last week or two, we've seen a lot of the big US tech companies, Facebook, Google, uh, Square, the Twitter-owned 
uh, the company that owns Twitter, they've all just announced their kind of, you know, work from home for the rest of the year. We're not opening offices yeah. or if we are, it's purely voluntary, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So clearly the, the PR angle right now for these big companies is to say we're going to be overcautious about COVID. Yeah. We're not going to make anyone do anything they're not happy about. So you can't, I, I can't imagine the messaging around now coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to launch a phone at a big flashy event in Germany. Yeah. And you know, it's it's almost the the uh, the, the bizarro MWC because now you have to be courageous to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the difference we will see here in terms of company announcements is that for MWC, obviously, these were all companies that were locked in and confirmed to be there. Yeah. And then had to cancel attendance. Whereas right now, cool. publicly at least, no company except Qualcomm, because Cristiano Romano is, uh, is doing the keynote speech. So other than Qualcomm, which is doing the keynote at the press conference, I don't think any other company has said we're going to have a presence yet, which means they don't have to cancel their presence. And I think a lot of them will just quietly not say anything. Yeah. Um, at least for a yeah. week or two and see what the reaction is. At the end of that press release, they have a bunch of statements from um, some companies, uh, Huawei among them, where they kind of give vague, we've been oh, really? participating for a lot of years and we, we hope to, or we look forward to, you know, it was never like, yeah. we're going to be there, rah. Yeah. So we'll see. And it's also, you know, there's a lot of time for IFA to say, you know, it's just not feasible or we tried and we're yeah. going to do it virtual. I also just think, I think what's going to end up happening is there'll be announcements, but I don't think it will actually be big new hardware announcements. Because from, from our perspective, right. at least, the reason we go to a show like this is not just to be told about devices, but to use them and to try right, them out course. and pass them around. And that's exactly the thing no one wants to do right now. So I can't help but feel like Whatever it, you know, like I said, the only keynote speech that's been announced is Qualcomm, who are just announcing it'll be something 5G or chipsets or something like that. I just think what we'll see is companies that maybe take part, but it's just that they send one person who does a talk and they yeah. have a couple interviews that are, that are socially distanced, but they won't be there saying, hey, here's our new device. There's 20 of them on that table. Right. Go grab yeah. one and have a play with it. Yeah. Because right. that's I exactly mean, what no one will do. Yeah. If, if there was any hands on component, it would be one device with a pile of hand wipes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with, with all these caveats though, and all this kind of like tweaking and changing that has to be put in place, I, I still question what the value of having this show going on at all is. Like it's, yeah. it's totally. mad. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Apple, I, I think it's safe to say Apple's not going to have an, an event for the iPhone 12. No, and if, if the biggest phone in the, in the world isn't going to have a, a, a physical event, then nothing should. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just not necessary. And I'm sure Samsung's not going to have one for the Note either. And, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's nice to play with these phones and to get a half hour or an hour with them and to write a story about them. But, you know, we can we can survive without doing that for a little while. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, obviously, this has been the new normal-ish for now, two, three yeah. months or whatever. MWC got canceled. We've already spoken about that. Most of the companies that would have been at MWC and would normally be at EFA have announced something since then and they've done it without an event and they've just yeah. done it with a live stream and they've sent review units out to reviewers and they've gotten just about all the same coverage they would have otherwise of like yeah. no radical difference so if you're one of those phone manufacturers looking at the coverage you've gotten without an event over the past two months yeah why on earth would you risk it like I agree. risk the bad and pr think, risk the health risks like i don't think it, it spurs it's not going to spur sales if people want to buy it they're going to buy it and right now they're yeah. really not you know yeah, smartphone sales are down all over the place the, the main difference that I, I've seen in the coverage really is just that the photos are probably better because they're not taken in like a purple nightclub lighting <laughs> on a show floor, you know? <laughs> exactly. No more like hands-on videos for people shouting yeah. over exactly, the uh, yeah. loud music yeah, in the background. Yeah. And 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's fair to say it's pretty unlikely any of us are going to be in Berlin in that first week of September. But we'll see. Best of luck to Aoife. I, uh, I'm v- going to be very curious watching which companies do step up and say they're going to yeah. be involved and which don't. Um, maybe we're going to be proved horribly wrong, but I think it's pretty clear we all we'll agree see. on where this is going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I-, I hope we are. I hope we are at a place where we can safely have a show in September. That'd yeah. be awesome. It's just from right now, that does not seem likely. Nope. Speaking of one of the phones that would always have ignored Ether anyway, um, <laughs> the Pixel 5, one of the sort of September-October launches that has never cared about Ether in the first place. Um, so there's been a few bits of news about Pixel stuff over the past week or so. Um, a few little Pixel 4a rumors. Um, there was some speculation that the Pixel 5 might be dropping motion tracking. And then last week, uh, Mark Lavoie, who's basically headed up the Pixel camera team for years, um, it was revealed that he'd actually left the company two months ago, um, and we only we only discovered that last week. Um, all of which, sort of, especially after the Pixel Four not being that well received, leaves Pixel the Pixel line in a really kind of shaky spot. Considering we know almost for a fact that there are two phones coming this year, it still feels like it's on very uncertain footing what the, what Pixel looks like for Google from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on oh. hearing that this guy was was leaving uh, Google, I, I went back and I watched him uh, talking about the Pixel 4's camera at launch. Mm-hmm. And maybe now it's, you know, hindsight 2020 or whatever, like something about it. Watching him, his presentation style, his tone, he seemed like he was like over it. He was done <laughs> with everything camera related. I think he, there was almost like a, a palpable sense of just like dissatisfaction when he's talking about the fact that the secondary lens is a telephoto. I feel like, that you know the the wide angle conversation that floated around when the phone launched mm. probably happened internally pretty pretty fiercely um, based on that. So yeah, I'm not too surprised just going by the performance from the Pixel Four. And you know we were getting reports that there were issues in that phone's development way further back with you know the the, the kind of dysfunctional nature between the, the engineering team and management and, and all of this stuff. Yeah. Um... I have so many thoughts about the Pixel. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was at that event too the, in, in New York, and you're, you're right. When they got to the camera, so there's no other reason for the Pixel phone to exist. Android, like pure-ish Android, mm-hmm. and the camera. That's really it. And the iPhone 11 had just come out. It had just blown everyone's doors off with 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 that night mode because they didn't have one before, and they did. And then it, you know it was really really good. It was a huge leap. So everyone expected the Pixel 4 to once again take, uh, you know, a big step forward and take that crown again. And, you know, so when we heard rumors that the Pixel 4 was going to have a, a second lens, finally, I thought, okay, this is it. This is when Google really says it's our software with, 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 with now better hardware. We are just going to blow it out. And we got, you know, astrophotography, which is never going to be used. <laughs> I mean, it's it works. It's cool, I guess. But who is gonna? Unless you're living in the middle of of, of Utah, yeah. You, you like you're you're never gonna be able to put that to use. I reviewed the phone, yeah. and I had to just have a, like a mere culpa in my review, where I was like, I I can't test astral photography. Me too. There's too I much light pollution yeah. where I live. Right. Same. Unless I, I drive for two hours, yeah. I can't test this mode out. So right. I don't know if it works or not. And even if you could test it out, you needed a tripod and all this setup. Like you yep. couldn't just hold up your phone, take a yep. picture of the stars. Like, hey, look at this. Whereas with night mode, 
it was like mind blowing when that first came, or, or, or Night Sight when that came out. It was it was mind blowing. So yeah, you could tell that either a Google was out of ideas, or b the camera team was just taxed. So I'm not at all surprised that there was a a, a shakeup and the guy was like, he's like, you know, listen, I'm I'm out of here. And you know, before that, um, I'm gonna butcher his name, but I think his name is uh, Mario Kairos. He left yeah. the, the the previous general manager of the Pixel team. And you know, let's face it, the Pixel the Pixel has always been a, a, a fight between the design team and the software team. It's never been like a like like a happy marriage that it should be <laughs> like an iPhone. You look at an iPhone, you can see the synergy, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. The Pixel was like, all right, here's your software, here's your hardware, let's cram this together somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, to that point, I think the the other kind of key feature that we might be one of the, the rumors is saying that we're going to be losing in, in Pixel Five and and obviously Four A as well is is solely is the the radar based element up at the top, which absolutely yeah. felt like a weird mismatch between the software yeah. and the hardware. Totally on totally. the Four Series, right? It, yeah, it's it a did once... like like two things and yeah. not well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's at once a big embarrassment that they're having to take it out, but also yeah. immediately the m- first thing that's got me excited about the Pixel 5 is like, cool, they might be able to drop the price down because they won't have, like with the OnePlus we're saying, right. this feature in it that no one wants that drives right. component cost up even more. I mean, this is, you know, multiple lenses and detection yeah. systems and all of that. They'll lose the face unlock, which was legitimately very good. Other than well, working think, with your eyes Do you shut. think they would... But, is, does the rumor say... Face well, unlock will be going away, or would they be able to get rid of the motion thing but keep the three D pixel mapping dot? If they, yeah, camera. if they have like an IR emitter or something, and not just yeah. the whole radar yeah. bit, then I'm sure they could still do low light face unlock without too much. Because it's there's kind of a bunch of lenses, like like with yeah. what yeah. Apple does with Face ID, like you can do that without the other thing. So solely yeah, is not necessarily face unlock. I'm not sure quite how all the different bits of that yeah. interconnect. I, I hope they keep it too because I, I like Face, even though it, it's infuriating that they haven't gotten more app and developers to mm. use it. But it's a it works very well as far as unlocking goes, and, and the few apps that it works with is is, is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wish it also had a fingerprint sensor though. Like I think the 4A will. Based yeah, on what we've on seen, I'm quite excited saying. about them yeah. returning yeah. a fingerprint sensor to the Pixel design. That's a, a, another, if I could talk about the iPhone SE again, mm. it's like, yeah, wow, a physical <laughs> a physical fingerprint sensor that works every time treat. I touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so quick as well, isn't it? <laughs> oh my God, quick and, and reliable and, you know, I don't have to like look at my phone a certain way. Oh man, yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it leaves the five in a weird space now where we yeah. kind of the, the rumor mill is basically churning around, right? What are they losing from the four? Then we're losing the camera. Like, there's not been much good news about what is going but to be the, in the five. The, the good news is there was allegedly a survey sent around that said, would a 599 price be attractive yeah. for you? Which is, yeah. I mean, a $600 Pixel 5. I mean, of course, it depends on what that looks like. Mm. But if it has a relatively close to the highest end processor, you know, it's, it's going to be 64 gigs of storage again because Google is, is frustrating with that. <laughs> but, you know, a, a decent amount of RAM and, you know, obviously uh, Android updates and things like this. I mean, that's closer to what the Pixel should be. Yep. But, I mean, really, it should just be the, the 3A is the sweet spot. Let's just face it. Google totally. is not, not good at designing high-end phones. No. And the Pixel 3A is great. 
Well, that was always the problem with the Pixel line. It was taking the mid-range Nexus line and saying, cool, well, we can make high-end ones yeah, too then. And, exactly. And they kind of, you know, they're okay, but and they have some really great strengths. There are bits of each Pixel that are amazing. Um, but like you said, they don't feel like complete packages and they never mm-hmm. really have. And the 3A does. The 3A feels like a yeah. planned phone in a way the others don't. Yeah, for 400 bucks, you can overlook the old design. and exactly. The staleness of it. For $900, like, well, yeah, <laughs> I just, it just, it just never sat well with me. Now you've mentioned it now and joining the dots. I think about actually uh, a lot of the high-end hardware was, was, you know, either fine, like the original Pixelbook Chromebook laptop, like was what a thousand dollar Chromebook, yeah. which at the time was unheard of. Um, but then, you know, do you remember that the Pixel C, the tablet with the detachable keyboard, that mm-hmm. that was terrible. The software, yeah. hardware just completely didn't work. Didn't Some work. of the other Pixel Slate like mach- like machines that they produce over the years just haven't been good products. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about, yeah, Google isn't good at doing high-end hardware. like Or, or any hardware. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing they do right is the, is the, is the Google Home and Chromecast. Those yeah. two things are awesome. Love a Chromecast. Uh, other than that, you know, Google just doesn't have the be- unless they farm out the hardware like they did with the Nexus line, and then mm-hmm. you know somehow make it work with the software. But yeah, they're just not great at it, or even really good at it. And they, sh- I mean, just you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a really good software company. But they keep trying to push these high-end devices. Remember the Nexus Q? That thing never even came out. Mm. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They just, you know, they, 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 <laughs> they, they have these great ideas and then they just, they fall flat on their face when they try to execute them. Do you think that the, the issues between like, you know, the, the disconnect dissonance between hardware and software is anything to do with like the fact that so much of the hardware team, at least nowadays is, is former HTC guys. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a big part of it is that yeah. they never really had their own homegrown team. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep you know, buying Sam, it. In. Samsung does what that buys into that culture. Apple obviously does. You know, you need to understand what and who you're working for, particularly with design. Yeah. And I think they, you know, Apple has that has that motto, a thousand no's for every yes. Google's like a thousand yeses for every no. Like, oh sure, <laughs> we'll we'll put that in the phone. Sure, we'll do that in the phone. Sure. <laughs> Small battery, sure. <laughs> I'll never understand that one. That was an odd, odd decision. I mean, that was one of the ramp. Yeah, that was one of the interesting things that came out of this Mark Lavoie news was the sort of news that there was an all hands meeting before Mm -hmm. the Pixel 4 launch where uh, one of the really senior guys basically was like, this battery isn't good enough. And, you know, they knew going into that launch that the battery was not going to cut it. Was it Rick? Was it Rick Osterley? Apparently he was telling the Pixel team like, yeah, Yeah. that's the that's the rumor. Yeah. If your boss's boss is saying (laughs) after you've worked for like however long, like that must be. Yeah. No wonder everyone's a bit deflated at that launch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you know, like if you you could you would never hear that story from Apple, even even obviously not under Steve Jobs, but even under Tim Cook like that, I just wouldn't work. They would have scrapped it or they would have done something else. Like Google's like, you know what, just we're just gonna release it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gotten to two weeks before the launch before also that meeting true. happened where someone senior <laughs> yeah. says, Oh, this battery might be yeah. a problem. Um Yeah, I mean no, it's the, funny. The, I, I wrote an article um in December, right after Christmas, that's but the, the headline was if you bought a Pixel Four if, if you got a Pixel Four for Christmas, you should probably return it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and yeah. I got I got man, I got slammed. There are there are a lot of Pixel fans out there. Yeah, and you know, I I don't care. I stand by what I wrote. It's not a phone that I would recommend anyone to buy or keep or use. No, no. I mean, it's like you were saying the jump from the three to the four. If anyone was talking about wanting a Pixel, I'd tell them to buy the three or the three A. Yeah, sure. They just 
at the prices they're going to be now, they wait, they make way more sense than a Pixel 4. If you're like a diehard Pixel, you definitely want to get that experience. Yeah. Buy one of last year's. I, I'm yeah, there I just... now with my mother-in-law, actually. I'm like, do, do I get a 3A, wait for the 4A, or get a 3? The 4 doesn't factor in because yep. it's yeah. just a silly purchase. I just, I just, we, we just updated our, our best Android phones of 2020 um, last week, and the best phone for for photographers is the Pixel 3 XL. I couldn't, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's cheaper. It's, it's just, it'll perform just as well. You'll get at least another year and a half of of, of security updates, and it has this has just as good of a camera and yeah, better front totally. cameras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the shining light in all of this, of course, is the A series. Like you said, the 3A was a great piece of hardware. It yeah. certainly seems like with the speculation about the 5 pricing, it sounds like the 3A success may be influencing the way they approach the main line. Mm-hmm. And now the latest speculation around the 4A is that it's actually going to manage to undercut the iPhone SE yeah. and start off at $349, yeah, I think. which is nice. That's nice. Which, yeah. If they can do that, that will be a really compelling offering um absolutely yeah sorry yeah uh, the, the, uh, they're saying one screen size this year so it would be like right in between um i think six inches or 6.1 inches something like that. Mm-hmm. That, that that's the rumors um yeah i agree 350 for that with uh you know android 10 and then 11 and 12 to follow you know, I still have issues with the fact that people get excited over only two years. Like, <laughs> there should be I, Apple supports four years. Like, like at this point, we should be we should be doing three at least three years, if not four years, of of, of point upgrades, not just security updates. But aside from that, it's still a, it's the best you're going to get in Android. Yeah, and you know, it's it's the, the software is I won't say rock solid, but close sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like they they do you know, and with these Pixel feature drops, like they're they seem to be committed to adding new things and, and keeping the experience fresh and yeah but 350 bucks it's just if that's all true it's fantastic i mean it feels like it'll be in a space where you're going for the exact same thing the iphone se does but with slightly fewer compromises than the mm-hmm. se has the se i felt compromised a lot on battery life and uh obviously sort of display quality and, and that old design yeah we don't know for sure but it looks a lot like the 4a will hit the same sort of price point even less have that same thing where you're getting one of the best phone cameras in the world for just a few hundred bucks. But it, I'm sure it won't look as premium as some other stuff out there, but it will probably look more modern than the SE does. Yeah. And hopefully I, I, have a better battery yeah. life. But, yeah. Yeah. Based on the pictures that we've seen, yeah, you know, it's an OLED screen and it, you know, it has got chunky bezels and it, yeah. it's a pixel. Pixels have always had that. Yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, it does look relatively modern i mean i I think i read no wireless charging the se has wireless charging so you know you're 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 making some trade-offs do you think astrophotography will make the cut (laughs) (laughs) does the 3a support it did they add that to the three i actually don't know because i never even bothered to care to look (laughs) i'm not sure don't don't think it did i think it would probably need that image processing chip right that's not Which in the saying, pixel core gonna, or whatever yeah, yeah. right yeah the, the and that neural, one the neural yeah and up to me yeah they're, they're saying the it won't even so. have like the older pixel visual core which seemed like they would maybe be a generation behind but it's not gonna have nothing like like no co-processor for the photos which yeah you know which but, means night sight night sight won't be as good and yeah. Yeah. Photo, yeah. photo photo portrait won't be as good but they're still it's still really good but Google's, again that's um, 
that's the space the SE was in, right? It, it kind of did the core right. point and shoot about as well as an iPhone 11, but you're just missing out exactly. on the extra software features, some of the extra, and obviously the extra lenses. Um, and that which, doesn't have uh, night mode, which is... I wish, I w- that's the um, one yeah. thing I wish the SE had. I agree. Like, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's perplexing because it has the same or a similar camera yeah. as, the, as the main lens on the 11, and it also has the same processor. Yeah, I don't, I, it seems to be a decision they made to separate the two lines because I don't. I think yeah. physically and and technically, it can do, it should be able to handle it. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of any reason the SE shouldn't do yeah. it, which is one of the is one of the few things that's really confused me about that phone. Agreed. But, um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and the SE has done great so far for Apple. Um, I didn't love it myself, but I think as a for the market, I think it makes sort of sense. I think it's a smartphone that will make a lot of money and sell a lot of units. And I think Agreed. the 4A is going to do the exact same. Well, nowhere near as much, but the same thing by <laughs> Google standards. But making a good affordable phone is what the market needs. That's what the market's asking for right now. Absolutely. So like, yeah. 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 And it. I've always said the Pixel should be like a platform rather than a, a, a piece of hardware. And I think yep. that's kind of what we're seeing here. Yeah. By by Google expanding the line and, you know, rethinking the premium strategy like it's, you know, the Pixel is a brand. It's not a phone. Exactly. Um, four flagships in and it's still not working. There's a point where they got yeah, to say. Yeah, that's a problem. That, yeah. that play isn't the right one anymore. But uh, right. yeah, we'll find out soon. And, and hopefully the 4A will be sometime in the next few weeks. I know they're sort of rumored for early May and the rumors keep pushing it back to June now. So um, yeah, I think June we'll see. four or three is yeah. the Android 11 launch. So I would assume around there. If in not, three or four, like fast charge event. times, four <laughs> yeah, or more exactly. episodes of fast charge, we'll, we'll be talking about the Pixel 4a in more detail. Uh, cool. Well, until then, uh, thank you, Toddy, and obviously thank you, Mike, for yeah, joining thanks, us for the first you. time. It's been great to have yeah, you. This was fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, anyone out there still watching? You know, like, subscribe, jump in the comments, and let us know if you've got any questions about all of this. I'll be replying to everything you guys post. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye.